This is our Pacific Northwest Music. We're going to be talking to local musicians and bands, talking about their passions and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Our PNW Music, or our website, ourpnwmusic.com. Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. Here we are at Farm Strong Brewery. Randy Weeks is on the show here this week. <laughs> that sounds a little weird, but uh, hey, man, welcome to the show. Thanks. Our nice to be PNW here. Our Music. Yeah. Right on. Great to All be right, here. Well, uh, one thing that uh, I kind of always like to start out with is, uh, you know, we're kind of a Pacific Northwest show, right? So um, how would people, maybe listeners out here in the Pacific Northwest, know of you? Where Have you played a bunch of shows out here? You lived here a long time? Well, I've been here for a little while now, and I've pl- kind of played around around Seattle area and up here in Skagit Valley a little bit. So, you know, I guess... I guess I guess I'm I'm sort of there. If you if you look close, you might see me. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you from originally? Because you're not from here originally. No, originally I'm from uh, I'm a northern guy too. I'm like from Minnesota, and I lived there for till I was you know a young man, and then I uh, moved out to California, and I lived out there for a very long time, and uh, and uh, you know played music out there for a long time, and then then I moved to Texas for a while, and now I'm up here. And now you're up here. Yeah. Awesome. It's nice well, to be back up here. It's like kind of like, it's similar to you know Minnesota and Seattle's similar to Minneapolis in a way, and even musically, it's kind of you know, it's different than like say Texas or something. It's more like. But we don't get just as much different. snow. <laughs> no, that's what's so great. Yeah, believe me, believe me, I'm aware of that. Well, out of the songs, you know, we kind of talked about some songs. Uh, a couple of them you're gonna play, and a couple from from studio recordings. Uh, since we were kind of talking about you growing up. You know, elsewhere, living in California for a while, Texas, whatnot, before moving here. Um, out of those songs we were talking about, what was kind of one of the more uh, older songs uh, out of that group? Um, well, the ones we, that I just... Uh, I yeah, just, uh, the, uh, the five that we, that we talked oh, about. Oh, let's see. Well, Can't Let Go is one of the oldest songs, probably. Ton of Shame might be ton, the oldest. I was going to say, yeah. Ton of Shame, because it's not back from the Lonesome Stranger <laughs> yeah, days. That's yeah. really old. Well, how <laughs> I we, played that how we talk about Ton of Shame? I mean, you're going to play that for us right here today. Right on. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you uh, kind of, if you can, lead into that. Maybe talk about w- when you when you played it first or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, I wrote that with my buddy and our we had an old band uh, a band called the Lonesome Strangers back in California, and uh, you know we, we had a version of it that was a lot different. This was kind of swampy what I what I'm doing here uh, today. But uh, yeah, it was really kind of we were kind of a fast. Uh, we did a lot of songs that were almost like bluegrass, really two high, high speed, two beat, and ton of shame fell into that category category pretty pretty easily. And it was kind of a you know a rave up song. Now it's all kind of like laid back and swampy, you know. So I don't know. We've done a lot of different versions of it. So.
talk about living in this town. They dig up rumors, spread them all around. It's getting harder to ignore. Someone help me get this black mark off my name. Lord, I'm sinking underneath this ton of shame. so long there's lipstick on a cigarettes she's been dragging on i have seen it all before i'm overcome with headaches my mortgage is so high still paying for our honeymoon time is crawling by i'm afraid of what's in the store That was a ton of shame. Randy Weeks, we're back here uh, talking, and uh, thanks for playing that song. Uh, you know, one thing I noticed, uh, I believe it was it was uh, right there in the middle of that song as you were doing some picking. I noticed, and this is just weird, and, it, and it's not going to play over very well over the radio, but um, I noticed you had the pick in one hand, but you were also picking some strings with some other fingers. Is that a, a technique, or is that just something you just pick up over the years? Yeah, I think you kind of pick it up. I've tried to, like, do stuff like intentionally but that never really takes and what takes is what you all of a sudden see yourself doing that seems to be the way it works for me anyway Has anybody else ever noticed something like that i mean it just seemed a little uh unique yeah maybe i don't know seems probably guys i don't know how many who does that but uh you know it kind of depends like if you're playing loud with a band you end up leaving you know you know it's pretty much picking all the time just to kind of keep the keep keep it up with the band in a way unless you're playing something 
quieter, but I mean, I, I find that I find like playing by yourself, you kind of do a lot more stuff like that, you know, a little more finger picking kind of stuff and, and mixing it up, I guess. Well, let's, um, I guess we should probably start with uh, in Minnesota. How, how did you get into music? What was the, What was your beginning? Oh, I was a drummer for quite a while, really. It was, when I was in high school, I played drums, and then I got I put some put a bunch of bands together, and I got into a country band, which was actually we played out, uh, you know, in, in the country bars back in the day. We'd play weekends and stuff like that, so I'd be playing, you know, nine to one. Um, and uh, yeah, I was kind of like a little pro there, a little professional. Uh, you know, professional musician for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when you picked up the guitar then for the first time? Like how oh, I kind of started playing right away. I think okay. I started playing drums when I was, you know, in uh, elementary school, and then I kept on playing. But I, I started playing uh, guitar, you know, when I was in, in high school, junior high. I started fiddling around with it. My brother had a guitar. He had a little Silvertone, Sears and Roebuck. Seven, like everybody says, you see guys ask questions. Like, yeah, I got a silver tone for seventeen ninety five. That's exactly what I had. Some brown sunburst. You know, a million people over decades had that. Thanks. Yeah, the old silver tone. So what? I know your career really picked up when you moved out to when you moved out to L.A. Um, what What was your reasoning for moving out to L.A.? Well, it was kind a little bit uh, uh, just a total. We were just like knuckleheads, really. You know, it's like I had a buddy who went was coming back from, I think he was he was in Europe, and you know we were just kind of hadn't been out of college, out of high school very long, and, and he came through. He came, he went through L.A., and uh, he said, "You guys ought to move out to L.A." You know, and we're like, "Sounds good," you know. So it was really we didn't know what we didn't I didn't even know what the what the deal was out there, you know, but uh, we just packed up and moved out there to see what would happen. About what year was that? Roughly 79. 79. What, did you just start looking for shows right away? Is that, was that yeah, probably, you know, we just start, we try to play around, you know. Um, we just, yeah, just uh, played in some goofy places. And uh, took me a while to figure out, you know, to get things going, really. Um, I put a little blues band together and played in a Hungarian restaurant for... <laughs> For for like a couple of months, then the then the place burned down and oh, no. and uh, burned part of my PA and oh, but I was it was cool. It was, it was a, I was strange actually. I was a, that was a strange episode. What was the music scene like in LA when you got out there in '79? It was kind of a eye opener for sure. Although I got to say, if I'd have been if my eyes had been a little more open, it was going on in Minneapolis as well. But you know, it's kind of like a punk scene in the late '70s. And uh, I was completely oblivious to that. But when I got to L.A., it was everywhere, you know. Our, all our neighbors in our apartment building were playing punk. They were all in punk bands. And we're kind of like, we were pretty soft, you know what I mean? We are pretty uh, more musical-y, more, you know, like tra-la-la-la-la, you know. <laughs> and uh, so the punk thing, I was like, you know, what is, you know, what is this, you know. But... Kind of hung out at the clubs, and it's like saw a few things that were like kind of. It was like I saw the band X, and that was like, oh, that is. I thought that was. I finally, I get it. You know, I thought this. That's really kind of a great, a great musical style. You yeah. know, <laughs> they were really creative. They were like kind of, kind of more like poets in a way. But yeah, I kind of got into that, and then I saw the Blasters and at the Whiskey, and and uh, and I sl- gradually started to uh, start playing a little bit more kind of like starting to play more like three chord songs instead of like we were getting a little fancy when we right when we moved out there you know we were getting a little a little too tricky with our 
with our the way we played the music, you know, it was like a little too complex in a way. And we heard the, you know, like strip it down, strip down the band and rock out. That was kind of the deal. And so I, I got a lot out of that. I loved that, man. That was, that was like, wow, man. It's like a, it was like being reborn in a way, you know. It's only got to play three chords. Great. I can do that. Yeah, that was fun. Those were fun times. Well, let's talk about, let's do another song here. What about Thinking About You? Where did that song come from? That's just a song I, that's one of the last things. I haven't written any songs for a long time, but that's one of the last ones I had written. And it was just, you know, I just kind of heard this little melody and I just had to throw some words onto it, really. It's just kind of more more the same, but it's... uh, it's it's simple. It's really it's fun to play because it's it's super simple. You know, it's all it's just kind of a vibe. You know, swampy vibe. Can't get to sleep at night underneath the searchlight. It rains overhead. Fell out on my waterbed. We're back with Randy Weeks. That was thinking about you, and we're here at Farm Strong Brewery. And uh, you know that was one of the songs that uh, you played for us today, right here in person. And I appreciate you doing that. I know uh, here you are about to put on a show, and and you did a few. You know you're singing a few songs for us on on the podcast here. And I just want to want to say thanks because. Thank you. It feels a little weird asking, hey, can you play a whole bunch of songs before you play a whole bunch of songs? <laughs> I guess I'm warming up is what I'm doing. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, so where did where did you go past that then? So. You're in, you know, 79, you moved to L.A., you started started kind of 
like you said, maybe dumbing down some of your music and just playing the three chords. And yeah. then where did that progress from got there? In, got into some bands, got into a little rockabilly band for a while, and that was kind of going, that was really going on then in, in uh, Hollywood area. And so thing about getting in a rock, I, my, my buddy said, you, you should get in a rockabilly band because I was playing, I had a little blues band. And he says, you get in a rockabilly band, man. There, you get a bunch of gigs, and ex that's exactly what I just like. I wow. found a band, got in the band, took me like five minutes, and and the song I just changed the way I played my guitar a little bit, and uh, and then immediately we were playing all the kind of the cool clubs, you know. We were like, God, I can't believe I'm playing in these. They're just they're just regular they're clubs, you know. But out in Hollywood, they make a bigger deal out of it. But it's really you know just like an assortment of of bars and and uh, different things really. But yeah, it was cool. That's kind of got me going. Yeah, did you, was that when you first started recording songs then, or? No, not really. I th we uh, after that band, I s I'm hooked up with this guy from Colorado, and we started playing kind of more. Did we got I got away from kind of like it was a little bit of rockabilly, but it was more like country mixed with uh, bluegrass, but more like hard edge. We had a rhythm section that were kind of from punk bands, like we had a punk bass player and a punk drummer, and then we sang these kind of like brother harmonies and put them together, and it just kind of had a different sort of hybrid sound, and we got got a lot of mileage out of that. Hmm. So yeah. is, this what, is this what you would call cow punk then? Because well, I, I never, guess people called it I that. I never heard of that until you told Oh, yeah, we that. never really called it that, but that's what they, that's, that's but, what they. So that would be then the country. It's like and cowboy punk. mixed with punk, you know, country mixed with punk, country punk. We weren't just we weren't as punky as we weren't as punk as some punk, but we we had a we had a pretty raw edge. And we were pretty wild. We were pretty young back then. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the other uh, like maybe was there any mainstream cow punk then or? I mean, I just, no, cow punk never really got mainstream. You know, I mean, I think they might have even called Dwight. I don't know if they ever called him cow punk. Probably not. Uh, but uh, the one that I saw get the farthest was um, Rank and File. That's a band. They came out in like '83. And they, they were on Warner Brothers, so that was kind of happening. But yeah, I don't think you know, they're not a household name. So basically, it was just you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. That was the whole. So this band that you're talking about was that uh, the Lonesome Strangers, or is this? Are we still before Lonesome? Yeah, Strangers? that was the Lonesome Strangers, right? <laughs> so, um, so the Lonesome Strangers, then what was that? Early '80s when you guys were formed. Uh, it was more like the mid '80s, mid -80s. through the t in the late '80s. Yeah, we all up to up, and then actually we stopped playing in like '90, and then we hooked up again in '92 and played for another like five years. Okay, and but this was the first band that you started recording records. Yeah, with. yeah, we made our first record in '86. Okay, and uh, and how did that happen? That was the uh, this guy Pete Pete Anderson uh, heard us in this biker bar we were playing at. And uh, he uh, he uh, he liked us. He actually he and he and uh, Dwight Yoakam, before Dwight had made it big or anything, he, they were they came down to this biker bar and and uh, they were kind of fans of ours in a way. And they, uh, Pete asked us if we wanted to make a record. He had just finished making Dwight's first EP, which was uh, I can't I think that's one where he kind of is that the one where he had Honky Tonk Man. I don't know. He had a hit. So. Um, yeah, all of a sudden Dwight was big. You know, he was just in the bar for one minute. And the next minute, he's like, uh, you know, wearing, wearing big, nice nudies, co nudie coats. You know, <laughs> so it's pretty cool. So yeah, we hung out with those guys a lot, and uh, we're in the studio, and you know, 
did oh, that whole thing. Fun, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole other level right there. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we were always just kind of you know struggling and stuff. But we did get to hobnob with some, some hot shots. <laughs> sure. Well, let's jump into one of your studio uh, songs uh, that we're going to not, not have you play right here in person. But uh, can you talk about Can't Let Go? Maybe just talk you know about the song or the era you know kind of when it was going i guess that's what i I wrote that one right when we were kind of quitting for a while in the strangers and i just wrote that song i was kind of mimicking like a rockabilly song i think if i remember right um and uh that was like 89 and uh, we tried and then we got back together we tried to play that song we could never really get it right and uh, i just had I, i think then i had another little band i put together for a while playing out to palomino in north hollywood and, you know, we saw Lucinda out there a lot. We played show. I remember playing on the same bill with her a bunch. And uh, she, but then after I had another little band that just for a minute and I had that song, I played it. And she was in the she was she was hanging out. She heard it. I remember she said, I like that song. And then uh, like five years later, she called me up and said, what was that song you did? You know, send me a tape. So I sent her a tape and then she recorded it. And it's she crazy, recorded huh? it and won a Grammy. Yeah, on that, I know. Album How crazy is that? Yeah. That was wow. funny. That's crazy.
We're back with Randy Weeks. That was Can't Let Go. And uh, what a cool uh, song, you know, the fact that, that she picked that up. She, she couldn't let it go. Right she, on. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really neat story. I'm glad you I, – I had no idea about that. So Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, funny world. Yeah. Funny life. Did, did life change for you after – after she won that Grammy and well I kind of stayed the same except that I was working in uh, I was kind of working but very sporadically I was doing like uh, uh, what do you call it Uh, animation I was doing like production animation and uh, I did I I did that for years out there just like freelance whenever only when I had to because I was mostly playing music but once that song uh, once they started selling that those records I stopped doing animation. <laughs> it was like magic. I didn't have to do it. Actually, it was funny. It kind of came right at the moment that uh, it sw- turned into um, CGI, I guess, uh, computer graphics and stuff. Because we were all drawing and stuff, you know, and painting and every other thing. And uh, then it turned into, started, and it all turned into, all these jobs were going away. They were turning into computers. And I was like, I do not want to spend 15 hours a day on a computer. Right. So it was right <laughs> at that moment that, uh, I bailed on that whole deal, and some of my, some of my, some of the fo- folks I knew just kept on going doing computer stuff. And you ever dabble in that anymore? No, no, you can't really dab. It's kind of like it was just like I do it if, a fr- if somebody paid me. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna just like <laughs> oh, I'm gonna fun. do this because it's so much fun. You know, it's like no, it's not that much fun. I mean, it was interesting. It was it was a cool and it was an interesting job, but you know, I was getting paid. You know, period. So. <laughs> So, are, are, so at this time, are you still in L.A. or are you in Texas at this point? No, I, st- I was in, tech, in L.A. for, you know, many years after the, after the Strangers. Uh, and I moved out to Texas in 07. 07. Oh, so that was not too long ago then. Not too long ago, yeah. yeah. It's out there for like 10 years. Yeah. So when did you get back with the Strangers then? I know they're, that um, well, we were, do we you know, came back. Well, <laughs> we, we were just, that was just 92 through 94 seven or something we put on another record that's why we got back together it's like uh pete said you want to make another record we're like why not you know we're like we're not doing we're not doing jack you know and uh so it's like well i can sit here and play in this bar or i can go make a record well, i mean i continue playing the bar but it's like making <laughs> records is like oh yeah that's that's exciting you know it's got it's got a certain thing about it and we we had some songs and so we just uh made another record that's yeah. what we did What's the writing process like for you when you're writing songs? Uh, it's uh, really I just I just fiddle around, quietly fiddle around on my guitar, and like I kind of like try to scat sing a little bit, and if I can get my hooks into one line that's interesting or sounds like it is something, I can just I'll just build off it like a like a stalactite or something, you know. I don't really have an overall. I don't have like a, an outline or anything like that. I just uh, I just monkey around until I get something and kind of, you know, that's it's that's how I do it. Can you, know? you think of a a moment when that happened, uh, like a first line that you came up with when you were writing a song, or, or is that too hard to to pick out? Huh, I'll, I'll pretty much I can think of anything. It's like a, any song. It's like oh yeah, it's like like I have one. You don't you you don't play so fair and square. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's okay. I'll keep. He strung me up and left me hanging there. You know, he's like, oh yeah, I'll make another crybaby song. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> you got me right between the eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
those come pretty pretty easy for you then, huh? Well, no, not really. <laughs> they did for a while. They did for a while. I wrote, a, I cranked out a lot of tunes for over a period of over like ten years, and then uh, because I really didn't start cranking them out till way late in life, and then all of a sudden I cranked out, you know, twenty or thirty tunes, cranked out another ten down in Texas, and now I am not cranking anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm most now I'm like making up guitar parts. I'm kind of into that. Like, mm. I'm going to change this and make it more dynamic. So that's what I've been doing for like a couple well, of years. All the songs you've already written? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to do it to a new one, but I do not have mm-hmm. anything new. So, and I have like stuff. I mean, sometimes I'll find some old idea and I'll work on it, but mostly, mostly I'm just trying to figure out guitar parts and stuff like that. So yeah. I've, I've seen videos you've posted then online. So is that, that that's what you're doing is you're kind of taking the songs yep. that you've already written, but kind of changing them a little bit and then posting them. Yeah, because like, I, you know, when I was in L.A., I, I, a peri- the one period of time when I first started doing my solo thing, which was after The Strangers, which was like, which was 2000. That's when I started putting my own thing together. And, uh, and I got a band and I managed to get a really good band. They were like really good guys. Two of the guys used to play in... Span Lone Justice. That was probably the uh, the premier cow punk oh, band yeah. back in '85. Uh, they were like they got a major label deal and all this and that. But yeah, the the, the guitar player is kind of a well-known guitar player, Tony Gilkison, and uh, the drummer who just passed away, Don Heffington, was a you know kind of a session guy. And these kind of guys were really good, but you know they were available because you know. They, they were just around. They were, they wanted to play, so I got this little residency going, and we played for like five years. And by the halfway through, we just had the roof, which is a really great uh, re- residency that lasted for like five or six years. And uh, yeah, that was great. I should have stayed <laughs> <laughs> because and then after that, it was kind of like, well, I pl- I never really played with the same guys steady. So that it would get really developed, the music. The, so I finally realized, well, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to play the guitar parts because I'll develop them, and then I'll know I'm there. You know what I mean? Because I don't really have uh, uh, guys that I play with like all the time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little harder when you get a little older and stuff, or you're further away from people. You know. So yeah, I uh, I just started working out these guitar parts, and I love doing it. So it's like, oh, yeah, I can play guitar. I'll be a guitar player. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about another song here. Can you talk about Miles Away? Yeah, that's just a song I wrote back when I was living in, I think the last 10 years I was there, I was living in Santa Monica, and, and uh, I had this little little shack just like four blocks off the beach and about a half mile from the pier, and it was great. It was like the weather was great, and I could just walk down to the boardwalk or do whatever, you know. It was just great. It was a great place to live because I lived in a lot of kind of rat, rat traps and, you know, uh, uh, you know, in, in L.A., you know, more, I mean, not great, not bad places, but, you know, not great. It's like Silver Lake. It's all, like, up and coming, but it was pretty rough. Echo Park, pretty rough. Hollywood, Hollywood, you know, <laughs> weird, just weird. And uh, so Santa Monica was kind of like, wow, this is a little paradise, you know. So anyway, I think I, that, I think of, that's what I think of when I think of that song, Miles Away. I was just kind of like, uh, you know, feeling good and, you know, writing some stuff.
All right, we're back here at Farmstrong Brewery with Randy Weeks. That was his song, Miles Away. That was a studio uh, version. Maybe talk a little bit about being in the studio. Uh, yeah, I thought it's fun. It's really tricky to be in the studio. It's fun. It's kind of exciting. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the big time. But it's really hard to, uh, to capture what you can capture just, you know, in a, in a rehearsal space with your butt. You know, it's hard to capture things, you know. You end up, like, kind of... Uh, fixing them up with fancy stuff. You kind of fancify them, you know. Uh, and I'm, I've learned that a little bit. And I think if I, if I if I get back in the studio, I think I've learned different ways I would go about 
trying to make it sound better to me, you know? Um, just more rough and more not, and not so many overdubs, too many overdubs. Yeah. I got a lifetime full of overdubs. And uh, it's better to just get the raw sound and, and uh, you know, as much as possible. That's what I would do. I would do that more. So did you have control then, or was there usually a producer? Or? Well, when we had that first record with Pete, we didn't have any. Well, I mean, he, he was cool. He was cool. But he just let us do what we do. But, um, I don't know, it's a little bit stifling in a way because I think there were time constraints. And, uh, you know, we just went in there and knocked it out where we would have liked to, you know, work on it more I guess you know kind of kind of find kind of find the best of the material but we uh, just had to kind of crank it out fortunately we were very well rehearsed played all the time so that's what we did we just cranked it out we'd be like hey well, I want to do that over again Pete no 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 we're gonna move on which was probably the smartest thing really you know <laughs> well on the flip side of that then how about talking a little bit about touring with Dwight Yoakam yeah that was uh, that was like uh, it was really kind of right after we made the, made that record with Pete. Uh, Dwight was out touring for a couple of years. And then 87, 88, and 89, we were back together, and we made that final record with Pete. And they asked, and uh, so they asked us if we wanted to go out and, uh, no, I haven't got that. That's, that's not right. That's, I'm thinking of a different time period um excuse me let's see that was uh it was actually we were still together the the first band was still together it was 95 that we had the second but so it was like the uh the end of our thing we 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 just uh, we ended up going up the northwest up into canada uh went down to texas a little bit and uh yeah we played these real big shows you know great big theaters we went down to uh phoenix and played the celebrity center with Dwight, uh, with Buck Owen, Pete had just put out Streets of Bakersfield, I think. Yeah. So Buck, he, he and Buck did shows, and I think we did a bunch of those, like in Fresno and <clears throat> San Francisco, I can't really remember, but yeah, they were great. It was like great big venues, you know, and uh, felt like you were really, really, really... How different was that experience from what you had been doing? I mean, obviously it was different, but... It was different. It was cool because it was so big, but it was also <laughs> not as you didn't have much control so it was a little bit like i'd rather be in a club you know what i mean because really? yeah yeah it's like because it's giant these big rooms it's like the sound disappears you have it's all the monitors so it's hard to get it's hard to get the sound it's like if you're in a smaller room you get the you get the uh you know you get the sound of the room echoing and it just fills everything and mushes it all up and it's way more exciting you know way more electric electrifying sounding it was tough. It was tough on those big stages. And on the other hand, you're like prancing around on this big stage. It's like, oh, yeah, man. I got to go on now. Watch this. Well, also, too, I mean, I would assume, kind of like your setup today here at Farmstrong, there's a lot of you doing the work. Uh, you know, somebody's helping you set the sound up, but you're, you're having to do a lot of the work. Was there help on that tour? Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. is like, oh, yeah, it's a red carpet all the way, man. Yeah. It's like. You just you just go in there and they got your junk set up and you plug in and you play and and uh, then and then you go and they feed you. <laughs> 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 it was yeah it was pretty pretty luxurious. It, it, everything about it was really luxurious, but the actual playing I just found I played better. I play better just in a small room, you know. Yeah. That's all. I just didn't play as good. All right, we got one more song here. This is a special request. Uh, 
uh, from Christine. Uh, just my luck. And, and the reason why I wanted to do this one last, you're going to play it for us here uh, live, so to speak. But uh, you mentioned that you hadn't put it out as a recording and stuff. Yeah, I I, may, I I worked on a bunch of recordings up in Minneapolis with this this uh, guy I I know who's a really good uh, producer and guitar player and everything, and uh, yeah I went up I started going up there and uh, for a while and recording with his band and we put together like I don't know, a dozen tunes or something and I was planning on putting it out but I I just haven't got around to it I guess you know it's kind of like things kind of petered out in the CD world and I was just like eh you know. I, did, I, I haven't really, uh, I, need to, I need to address that one of these days, I guess. Maybe put it out as a, in some other capacity. I was like, how, what am I going to do with it? I, didn't, I don't know what to do with it, to tell you the truth. Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I suppose I'll do something sometime, maybe.
right, we're back with Randy Weeks. That was just my luck. We're here at Farmstrong Brewery. And uh, so being that, uh, you know, we were just kind of talking about before you played that song, how do people find your music? You know, I mean, you don't know the CDs or whatever. So how do people find you now? I don't know. That's a good question. Google. Google, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have a website? or? Uh, I think I, I, my, I don't really. I do, I guess, but I don't really. Uh, Tend, tend to it very much it's like i don't know do people still do, do people still do that it's like uh <laughs> i i you social know, media social, youtube yeah. i just do spotify. i guess i do yeah. i put a little some stuff up on youtube and some stuff on facebook that's about yeah. all and I you're do. on spot your albums are on, on spotify, on spotify and, yeah. and all those places yeah i guess when, a long time ago uh, you know cd baby was the thing and so i all many years ago or quite a few years ago i Everything is on there, and they just all of a sudden it shows up on spot. Nobody asked me, you know. CD, <laughs> CD baby just takes care of it. And it's like, oh, you're on Spotify now, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. Point oh oh nine cents per something, or yeah. but you know, whatever. It's all good. Well, you're playing today uh, here at Farmstrong, and obviously we're not promoting that show because it's too now. late. <laughs> yeah, too late. <laughs> too late. You missed it. But uh, I know just before kind of the whole pandemic hit or whatever you were doing some shows locally uh you, you had a band is that right you were playing with yes sir darn right yeah and uh is that something you're going to do again uh, yeah i can't wait like? yeah we got you know uh well i have a little residency down at tim's tavern in uh in green greenland green uh greenwood green greenwood yeah. green lake greenwood green lake i don't know it's 15 20 minutes north of downtown seattle yep. um and uh, yeah, I got it's a really fun residency. We do, we do it every other Sunday. We play for a couple hours, and uh, yeah, it's a blast. And then I play up here. I started playing over at uh, the Edison, the old Edison, yeah. mm-hmm. in Edison. Bo Not Edison. a residency, just kind of every once in a while, just kind of look out for. Whenever the you let me in, I'm <laughs> in, man. I I love that. It's a great, now, super last fun one place. The last you played there was packed. You was couldn't f- even get a seat or on the dance floor or anything what a great room what a great crowd a bunch oh, of people great yeah, yeah they've that's and like they a built-in built-in thing they've got going there on sundays so yeah i, I was happy to get in there and uh, hopefully uh get back in there yeah. and farmstrong and farmstrong yeah. yeah that's the first that's great yeah i'm looking forward to this yeah. and who knows I'll start poking around looking for more stuff, I guess. <laughs> right on. Well, I know Christine knows everybody, and uh, maybe she'll help you find a yeah, spot. Yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, thanks for coming on uh, our P&W Music. Thank you. You guys are great. Nice to, nice to hang out with you. Thanks for listening to our Pacific Northwest Music. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next month. Thanks so much to our friends Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this. <laughs>